Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy What, where we talk about wine and cats. Wine, wine and cats, apparently. You know, we're talking about conspiracies. Yes. We go over weird things. And today, we're talking about alien big cats. My name is Cameron, and joining me today is Allie. It's Allie. And Chelsea. And Yay! Chelsea. All right, anyway, yeah, today we're talking about uh, alien big cats, the ABCs of mystery cats, and why they are... Yeah, I want to um, come up with a whole alphabet of them. <laughs> <laughs> These are also known as phantom cats. You've probably heard of them maybe at some point in time, or maybe not. It's hard to say. But it is essentially whenever a cat shows up wherever it's not supposed to. So, <laughs> at 3 a.m. Exactly. Every yeah. night. You probably had a phantom cat in your home. Uh, but no, these are actually big cats. So we're looking at things like uh, cougars or jaguars or leopards or lions. But like if you saw a lion, I feel like you'd know you saw a lion. Also a tiger in one case. And a cheetah. And a cheetah. And uh, several Several yeah, of those. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Actually, one of those was legitimately caught. Oh, which, yeah. Yeah. Well, I say caught, but it was didn't really have much of a chance to run. Uh, anyway... So let's clear up one thing real quick. There is one confusing thing with this whole thing, which is you've probably heard the term Black Panther. However, there is no such thing as a Black Panther in terms of animals. They're just, they don't actually exist. All it is, is a melanistic uh, jaguar or leopard. That is specifically what a Black Panther is. Panther is a term that is often used for cougars. However, they cannot be black panthers because they don't have the ability to have black fur. So they cannot be melanistic. So they- It's all very confusing. So black panthers actually don't exist. A panther is technically a cougar in the cougar family, which goes by mountain lion and puma and all those different things. Meanwhile, what a black panther actually is, is a melanistic jaguar or leopard. That is- how that works. That is all from the Smithsonian Institute. So if you're confused, talk to them about it. Uh, anyway, these are mainly found in the UK and Australia, but they've also been spotted along the Americas. Every now and then you find them. And they've been spotted in Hawaii and anywhere else people think they see big cats. Where they don't belong. Where they don't belong. Yeah, uh, there are many places that just don't have big cats. Like, I mean, like, if you live in America, you're used to, like, cougars and mountain lions. Like, they're, they're everywhere. Well, on the west side. Yeah, they're on, well, and also they're in Florida and things like that. They are just kind of spread out pretty consistently across the states. But if you're from, like, if you're from out of the country, like the UK, you're not used to seeing big cats or Australia, which I am surprised Australia doesn't have big cats. I do think that's odd. I feel like it's a good place for them, so. Well, they did in uh, prehistoric times. There you go. So, but they're all down. yeah, but anyway, so we're going to go over these sightings and see if they maybe actually are living in those places. Some people think that they're living there. Some people think that there's just a couple of them. Some people think that they're interdimensional travels. We're going to get all into all of it. So basically, there isn't really a time in the history of at least Britain, Great Britain, the UK, whatever it's been called, where people didn't see big cats. So it's kind of been a consistent folklore of the British Isles. Sightings stretch back into prehistory and before science really had like good ways to explain things. 
They were seen as demons in the form of cats, fairy cats, or shape-shifting witches. But the original native species, which I guess there was some thousands and thousands of years ago, uh, 24,000 to be exact. 24,000 AD? No, 24,000 years ago. I didn't do the math. Don't know what the acronyms are. That's just what the BBC said. Um, But yeah, they were Ice Age fauna. Um, The very large critters were pretty common in Ice Age fauna. Um, So like your giant sloths, your sleep-toothed tigers, woolly mammoths, including big-ass cats all over the world. Yep, the cool Very (laughs) very large teeth and paws. So we're going to talk about sightings in three places. Three main areas. And three I, main places. They, they have been spotted in like North America and stuff like that as well, but they're not as heavily spotted. And most likely it's just someone seeing probably a cougar incorrectly. Cougars can get dark, but they cannot turn black, but they can have like very dark brown fur. So that's probably what someone sees when they think they see a black panther. But again, the difference is the actual cat itself would be a leopard if they saw a black panther, which is a lot more concerning, honestly, because they're they're kind of dangerous predators. Not that mountain lions aren't, but but also um, where most of these sightings are like most anomalous are all islands where any form of cat, itty bitty to the enormous anomalous ones are an invasive species. And like Mm -hmm. in Australia, they decimate native populations of like rodents and birds and stuff. So party. Yet they can't decimate the kangaroos, which are the real problem. So it seems so. Yeah, anyway, in Australia, uh, so there was actually a documentary made about these two here, but I could not unfortunately get access to it because I think the only place to watch it right now is on Discovery Plus and I'm not paying for your commercials. So, I didn't watch it, but I did read about the entire documentary. Basically, it's about uh, Simon Townsend and John Turner, and they're two researchers who have been looking for evidence of big cats in Australia for a very long time. They searched throughout the bush of Australia, and they have yet to actually find anything themselves, though I think they claim to have found like some scat or something like that. So they have found some evidence so they claim but it's hard to say but they themselves have not taken any pictures however they get about two or more calls every day telling them like people telling them that they have seen a big cat though at that rate like everyone has like a phone with a camera on it pretty much at this point so i'm kind of surprised we don't have real pictures they did show a couple pictures but none of them were anything even they said like this one's blurry and it's just probably a house cat this one's probably a house cat they're at least very realistic about what is real and what is possibly a an alien big cat so to start off kind of in australia though where this whole big cat craze actually was created was with the uh briagalong tiger i'm probably saying that i was gonna say ahead of time a lot of these things are really weird i'm i'm probably gonna be saying this wrong but weird words yes i will wreck every single name they're all toast sorry not sorry uh but so the briagalong tiger and then gyps or the gypsum cat uh it also had another name and i can't remember what that one was it was a weird name but anyway this thing appeared in the early 1900s and it was supposedly stalking uh residents of briagalong and it was eating a bunch of sheep by the end of this it had eaten like 300 pounds in money worth of sheep so it had eaten a lot and everyone was reporting a tiger they were reporting a yellowish orange 
animal with black stripes running around decimating their livestock. Well, they set traps for it. It took them a long time, but they did eventually catch it with poison. And then they found it later afterwards. And this was in 1936 that they finally found it. And it turns out it was a dingo. So this is one of the early examples of how the misidentification can happen. However, to be fair to these people, uh, this dingo was a bit different than your average one. Uh, for one, it was bright yellowish in color and did have black stripes running across the back. So it did kind of look like a tiger. Uh, the picture right there that we have on our outline is the picture of it. You can't see it as well because it's black and white and very contrasty. But, uh, and on top of this, the biggest thing about this is usually with witness misidentification, we talked about it in Mothman, they usually get the size wrong. But a lot of people were reporting that it was like around eight feet or like the size of a tiger. And they were actually correct. This thing measured from, from nose to tail, eight feet long. Are dingoes like not that big? The average <laughs> size of a dingo is five feet long. This thing was three feet Damn longer big. than the average dingo, which is a big animal. Uh, it turned out that this thing was actually let loose from what sounds like it was probably let loose from like a traveling circus by accident. And that's why it was running around decimating everything. So it just needed food, but, and it didn't have like a pack or anything like that. It's just by itself. But I mean, yeah, big, big creature. You so. said pack. I just thought you meant like a backpack. Like <laughs> he didn't have a pack of supplies. He was just on his own. He, he left such a hurry. He forgot <laughs> to pack up his things. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but this one was kind of an interesting one just because I think out of all of the cases I saw, like if they had not like necessarily caught this thing with like a full head or like if it had been like partially like rotted and they just found it with orange and striped fur, then it probably would have stayed as possible tiger until we could DNA test it. So I mean, it's probably the closest thing that I've seen in like witness testimony to an alien big cat running around. But then we've got another case also called the Gypsum phantom cat phantom cat but takes place like 40 years later i i just found this one called the Gypsum if that's if i'm saying that right phantom cat uh it was around victoria in australia and the reports started in the 70s and the most interesting thing i found about this was it didn't really like describe much of like how it looked they were just like oh it's a big cat but there's a doctor named John Henry, who was a researcher from Deakin University. He studied the reported sightings from the 1970s and concluded that it was, quote, beyond reasonable doubt that the large cats were roaming the Grampians region of Victoria. So basically, this guy who is a doctor said that, yes, they're there. Can I, can I ask what he's a doctor of? I always hate just saying doctor, like makes him official, but <laughs> he's a doctor at university. Who knows what he is a doctor of? Yeah, it does just say researcher. So I don't know. I didn't I didn't look up his credentials. Yeah. But I you mean, can you can be a doctor of cryptids as well. There are some colleges that give you that degree. So But I mean it's probably under the folklore umbrella. Um, but also this guy is talking about a place called like Grampians, and I'm like, sounds like a wildlife refuge for octogenarians. So I'm going to theorize that that is his area of expertise and I would like to read his thesis. Yeah, send me your paper, bro. Just so everyone who's not from Australia knows, uh, the Grampians is actually a national park. 
It, and it is a nature reserve in Victoria, Australia, known for its sandstone mountains, wildflowers, and wildlife. And it is open 24 hours. They do not close the doors. So I also found one in Australia that is actually super recent. I didn't write down all of the um, all of the witness reports because it's kind of blowing up in Australia right now. So I will post a link to something in our newsletter. And um, so this one was around Sydney in New South Wales. And it's referred to as the Blue Mountains Panther. And this one I thought was interesting because witnesses have found like giant feline type scratches in trees, which I don't know how you tell the difference between a cat and like something else with claws that is large. <laughs> I'm not a cat expert. What else in Australia would be that large with claws? No, a dingo apparently. Spiders. <laughs> I mean, but, oh God, ew, no. Um, but like dingoes have like pointy little paws. Cats tend to have like more rounded little murder mittens. Yeah. I'm not murder thinking. mittens. I don't know yeah. if it was ever like proven to be like feline scratches, mm. but there are scratches in trees. And also there is mutilated cattle. Like they, there is in a lot of these reports, but this time it's like the carcasses are found like way high up in trees like how some cats drag their prey. Yeah, so I just thought that was interesting. But there was sightings reported from like July of 2020. So it's within like a year that this thing is being seen in this area. Yeah, the only thing that could be making those types of claw marks on trees, which really wouldn't be surprising, is koalas. I mean, it could just be a large koala, so. <laughs> a giant koala. With its poisonous talons. And some anger issues. Yeah, for real. Um, and I think this one is also a black cat, like a panther. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I said panther. <laughs> it's a black cat. Yeah. And again, the, the, the distinction like between what people are looking for is with, like, with alien big cats, the whole thing with it is you're looking for anything along the big cat spectrum, not just black panthers. That's kind of how it started. But then people were like, but it could also be mountain lions and it could be tigers. So that'd be extremely rare. Like, I mean, like the, the, some of the ones that would definitely probably not be are like lions and tigers. Those are going to be a lot less likely, but. Yeah. Well, that one that you said is the only one I saw of anything like with actual color. Yeah, exactly. The rest of them are darker. There's a couple that are mountain lions or like cougar colored. And those are also, I guess, technically likely because some people own them as pets or whatever, which we'll get into, but they're, those are the only those are the only two that you can really find. So there's another one uh, in the Otway Ridges, which I don't actually know where that is. If we have any Australian listeners, I would love Sorry. to know more about <laughs> Australia and uh, why some people don't think like why some people think Australia doesn't exist. We went over Finland, but there are some people that think Australia doesn't exist. What? Yeah. So in the Otway Ridges, a woman snapped a photo of an alien big cat in what she described as a walk deep in the Otway Ridges. Again, I don't know what that means. I assume that means that there's like a I love, forest. But like in this picture, that is obviously a road. The road. It's a road. <laughs> yes, yes. So, but apparently she's deep in the Otway Ridges. Okay, that's, that's a quote. She put up this picture on Facebook because she thought it was interesting when she took it and it caused mass mayhem. 
in like the most chaotic sense possible, just Facebook arguments. Apparently heavy turmoil to the point where she said that if she ever spotted anything like it again, she would not put up a picture because there was just too much chaos, too much turmoil. Uh, people are still talking about it. It's apparently not that old. I don't remember what year it's from. But anyway, we have the picture. We'll put it in our newsletter, I'm sure. Uh, but I would like to talk about it because there are some people arguing that it is definitely the size of a panther, very obviously, based on the picture. And then there are other people that are saying that it's probably just a larger house cat. And for me, and again, people get to see it eventually, but I'm going to go by the size of the flowers that are all around this thing, all those little yellow specks. And if that is a tiger-sized animal, like a lot of people are saying, or even panther-sized animal, those are huge flowers, which doesn't seem to line up. That grass is really, really skewed in height. But it's kind of hard to say. And remember, when you take a picture of things, you got to have some kind of thing to measure it with. Mm -hmm. Something that we can tell. And maybe use your focus. <laughs> maybe also use your focus. Yeah. This, this is one not... is like so zoomed in that the grass is like, I'm an impressionist painting. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So... It's, it's very, to me, it looks very much like a house cat. But again, there's people out there that think that it's not. That's fine. The lady who took it said that she's pretty sure it's just a larger house cat. It didn't look like a panther. But so she even put it she up says anyway. what it is? Even she said so. But Boo. this led to another sighting shortly after, which is also around the same area from what I could tell. And another woman claimed to see the same thing. And she said specifically, quoted, I looked up maybe eight meters in front of me. I saw this big, thick, long black tail swooped toward the path and these two black legs, it was the size of a tiger, definitely not a feral cat. So I don't know, maybe this person just got a poor picture and this panther is roaming around this area or leopard is roaming around this area and someone else saw it, but she didn't get a picture, so. Also, how far is eight meters for us Americans? 26 feet. Okay. Yeah, so 26 feet, which is a good distance away. I don't know how they were able to tell that either. Though I always think it's funny when people are like, it was 28 feet, too specific. But anyway, yeah, those are two of the bigger sightings in Australia. There's a lot. Again, there's two calls a day to the main researchers. I mean, that's, that's a lot every single year. And they've been researching since, I, from what I could tell, like at least the early 2000s, those two have been out there looking for big cats, which also they haven't found any and really haven't found much evidence. So it, it's, Are you talking about the, the British one? No, I'm talking about the Australian guys, the oh. uh, Simon Townsend and John Turner. Oh, yeah, that we already talked about. We haven't talked about the British mm -hmm. one yet. But those are two of the main ones. I mean, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt on the existence of enormous cats in Australia just based on the size of their spiders. That's fair. Yeah, and also the fact that there is a ton of unexplored land in Australia, which is not the case for the British Isles <laughs> or the other islands that we can talk about. Australia is the only one that I'm like, maybe because it's huge. <laughs> yeah, but I still feel like the spiders would kill the cats. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe in the snakes, I don't know. Again, if you live in Australia, let me know what you think would decimate the cat population there. Kangaroos, what? What spiders. Kind of no, no, okay, one. The big cat, cat the big cat population. And I would like to counter that the size of the spiders are a direct evolutionary response to large cats playing with them all the time and be like, Dead yet? So they just got jacked. They got bigger. That, that's, that was the spider's response. Thank you for attending my TED talk. Is that also why the kangaroos have like six packs? Is that the other reason? 
No, it's because they're boxers. Duh. <laughs> All right. Next up is Hawaii, for- though. Moving, moving a little ways away into Hawaii. Yeah, the thing that, that I find funny with the American ones is, like, at least, like, the inland ones is we have cougars, like, on this side of the country, like, over here in the mountains and all that. So, like, it's not really weird to see a big cat no, here. No, it's not. But it's they terrifying. Are, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, they also sound terrifying. But, mm-hmm. on like, on the East Coast, they're not really there. But we didn't talk about the ones on the East Coast, like the sightings on the East Coast, because I feel like if one got displaced enough or transported, it could just end up on the other side of the country. I mean, that's not really credible. But then, like in Hawaii, it's different. (laughs) And you also see, like, population um, spread, especially into areas traditionally inhabited by uh, especially large animals. Um, So you've seen some of that with wolves, grizzly bears, cougars. Yeah, so I don't think it's, like, as interesting to talk about sightings in, like, Ohio. (laughs) Anyway, sightings of big cats in Hawaii. Let's talk about this. So these sightings have been around for a long time. One of the most recent ones, I think, was, like, 2002-ish. One of the the other ones I read was from, I want to say, like, 2010, 2000-something like that. Somewhere around there. About a decade ago. But so they're seen pretty consistently. Uh, however, this one is one that we probably won't delve too, too heavy into just because it's, it's not, it's not as difficult to figure out what's going on as it is with Australia and the UK. So we're going to go this pretty quick, but basically Hawaii does have a cat problem. However, it's a tiny adorable cat problem. And (laughs) they are, they they apparently at some point after breeding on the Island for so long, for some reason they have like nubby tails and I don't know why that's one of the things I read about. Uh, It's the same thing as the uh, polydactyl cats in Cuba. Yeah. I was going to say that's happened to multiple cats apparently on multiple islands. If you're a cat that lives on an Island for too long, you get a nubby tail. I don't know why that's a thing. So they have this cat problem, and it is an actual problem. However, it's not the same type of thing you'd have if you had big cats. Because what these little dudes actually do is they destroy the ecosystem on the islands. They are an invasive species, and they, cons- they consistently kill endangered animals on the island. So they're a huge problem. They are basically just the rats of Hawaii. And they are no different than your average house cat. That is literally all they are. But they have been proven to cause like some misidentification where people think they see like a panther or something like that, which I don't know how you see a tiny house cat that's barely bigger than the, I can't remember what it's carrying in its mouth, but this picture that we have, like this little rat that it's carrying in its mouth, it's barely bigger than that. And I don't know how you misidentify that as like a, panther oh my god it's a giant rat (laughs) (laughs) yeah but so these guys are all over but one of the biggest sightings that consistently happens is the maui cat which is also known as maui's bigfoot as is what one of the mayors called it at one point in time because it's something that consistently pops up people get really blurry pictures of and most of the time it's a misidentification of something else oftentimes it's misidentification of the little cats so is it giant but there are people who believe that it is an actual cat roaming the island and it is supposed to be very big. It's supposed to be like, again, like the size of a tiger. Like we're talking like eight feet. So it's supposed to be a pretty big animal. I 
don't know. I couldn't find any pictures of it. The only picture I found was of this adorable little cat carrying this endangered creature in his mouth. And that is pretty much it. Again, there's not much on Hawaii, just that there are a lot of sightings, but they don't seem to go anywhere. There's not like researchers that I could find that are like, we have big cats here. Not really. Not like the next one, which with the UK, which is probably like the biggest source of phantom cats. Murder mittens. So moving on to the UK, there is the British Big Cat Society there. And they get thousands of sightings reported to them every year. Mm -hmm. And you have one that blew up yeah. in 2005. Yeah, there's one. It was actually mentioned in the documentary that Allie and I watched uh, on YouTube. They, they talk about how one of them blew up and it was on two national outlets, uh, news outlets. And this picture is pretty convincing. This is the picture. So we'll put this up in the newsletter too. And someone took this and everyone was like, oh my God, we finally have official proof that there's a big cat running around the UK. Uh, turns out it was a toy. So this is like, like a those messy situation. Animals. I think so. Yeah. It's one of the stuffed animals. <laughs> so someone took a very good hoax picture of a toy and it is convincing. Like I'm still looking at it. Like maybe it is not a toy. Well, it's just very shadowed. Mm -hmm. it, it looks is. like a uh, bad picture of a cat. It really does. Yeah. And it, it's probably the best picture of a phantom cat that anyone's gotten, but <laughs> again, it wasn't real. So also, yeah, the, the British big cat society, which is easier just to call them by BBC S they are not the, the TV company. British so. Broadcasting Corporation. Society. Society. <laughs> oh, well, no. No, British Broadcasting Corporation versus uh, British Big Cat Society. Right. BBC, BBCS. Yep. They're very different. They're very, they're very different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah. Let's talk about a whole bunch of cats that they have taken the time to name in this <laughs> country. Um, one of the ones that you'll hear about the most is the, again, sorry, Beast of Bodmin Moor. It's in Cornwall. And there were about 60 sightings of a black panther-like cat that was about three to five feet long. It mutilated livestock in the area. And it actually got enough sightings to get an, an official investigation in 1995. But they didn't find any conclusive evidence. Cat got your tongue, Allie? Yes. <laughs> I'm struggling today. Um, but then they... I'm good. Okay. Then a young boy found a leopard skull on the River Fowley, but it was actually from a leopard skin rug. Or at least that's what they say. So some of the reports were talking about, like, um, the cuts that are made to basically take off the uh, skull to create a rug which is disgusting, one. but basically there's a flat cut about at the base of the skull, so. Yep, and so in the area, there were reports of like cat-like sounds like hissing and growling, but then also the one that gets me is what um, they described as something sounded like a woman screaming. But if you've ever been around mountain lions where, um, where I'm from, they're like, in the backyard and so they literally sound like screaming women it's terrifying but that's how cougars actually sound so i mean that's pretty good evidence I just wanna, i'd say i just want to clear it up for the cougars sake they also can do a low growl oh yeah that's a that's a possibility they don't like if you encounter a cougar do not expect it to just scream like a well, woman no that's not what I'm saying. That, like, like there's not gonna be like a high-pitched screaming which is what people are talking about 
uh, they probably just won't say anything at all from experience. They just kind of stare at you. So they don't actually make a lot of noise. Well, not when they're getting ready to murder you. They didn't murder, murder me, me, so, but thank you for making me think maybe it was going to. Uh, yeah. Um, when I was reading your notes on this, uh, what came to mind was the um, the Banshee mythology and how ubiquitous that mythology is worldwide. Um, mm-hmm. Part of that is like the, the screaming and the wailing trope. So um, that makes me think that maybe there's overlap between like the, the wailing woman folklore uh, archetype and alien big cats. Yeah, or, something screaming. Or the ghost banshees out there are actually getting misidentified as cougars. So. Yeah, this whole time is actually ghosts. So. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This whole time is actually ghosts, and you guys are wrong. Or the crazy cat ladies of the world have evolved. Too much wine? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, before we move on, there is one picture that is actually pretty clear of the beast of Bodmin Moor. But the only problem is, like, if you look at its head, it's just a cat. That's a fucking house cat that I would yeah. chase around and be like, oh, you're a beast. You're such a beast. <laughs> I mean, the body, sure, like, with the angle that the picture's taken at, like, kind of looks sort of long compared to its head, but that's not how, like, a a big cat looks. Its ears are sticking straight up like a regular cat. It's got a teeny tiny little muzzle. He is, like, a a little stocky chonk, though. That's for sure. He's he's eating well. But he doesn't have a muzzle, which, like, big cats, like panthers, have, like, those really long faces. Yeah, that, that I think is what ruins a lot of the pictures is it's really easy to tell the difference between a house cat and a big cat. They have completely different face shapes. Like there's very specific things on a big cat that you don't find on a house cat because they're just miniaturized versions. But this, to be fair, there is a very heavily shadowed out part underneath the head. So it's possible that this is, in fact, is. a black jaguar that is wearing a house cat head as a hat. <laughs> so... Maybe we're just not seeing his face. We're only seeing his hat. And that's, that's his disguise. He's like an orca. That's metal as fuck. Uh, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure his band name is Panthera. It is now. <laughs> anyway, on to the next one. <laughs> All righty. So this next one, um, the either Coupler or Coupler Cougar. This was spotted in 2009. Chris Swallow, uh, he's an off-duty police officer or some equivalent. And a friend spotted this guy while they were gardening um they thought it was like a big black lab at first uh just kind of like be bopping down the train tracks there he apparently got about a two minute video of this i couldn't find it anywhere it looked like it had been pulled from a few news sites but uh there is a picture down here and that's a dog is what i landed on it kind of actually looks like a skunk to me oh yeah I just saw that tail and was like, oh, that's, that's a waggy tail. I just like, I can't tell if like the back of its legs are like white, but that's kind of what it looks like. And oh yeah. It kind of looks like a skunk to but me, again, especially with like the head way. shape. Yeah. But yeah, I saw like a couple of BBC reports on this and like the Guardian and they were like, basically like upstanding citizen and friend get video of this mysterious animal. And then like the videos nowhere. I mean, again, though, some we of these... Need the proof. To be fair, though, like, these are blurry enough to where you can question it. Uh, this one, though, sometimes you got to use, like, context clues, and there is a railroad right next to it, which mm-hmm. I would expect it to be much bigger than it looks right now. Like, a regular yeah. big cat should be able to stand over a railroad and not, like, inside of the two tracks. 
but this one could not. It would be inside of the two tracks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but it, I mean, I guess I guess to be fair to them, it's hard to say. Maybe it's a baby. Maybe maybe it's a baby jaguar mixed with a skunk. Mm-hmm. Although you know what's funny about these ones is, like we said before, cougars cannot be black. So a lot of these say they're like cougars or pumas or whatever, which are the same thing. And they say they're black, but yet if they are black, that means they're even more of a cryptid because no one's ever found a black cougar. Uh-uh. So they, you found two for one. Yeah, they've been reported, <laughs> but they've never actually been found. So it's maybe very the theory unlikely. here is that nobody's ever found a black cougar because they're extremely elusive and they only live in these places where nobody's proven that they live. Uh huh. Conspiracy uh-huh. theory. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally. With you on that one. Everyone's nodding their head in agreement, and I feel very validated. So next up, after our Labrador skunk-ger, cougar, I don't know, um, there's something there, is the Fen Tiger. Um, and this one I included solely for the garbage photo. In 1994, in Cambridgeshire, Cambridgeshire, a two-minute video by one Mr. William Rooker, um, and from the BBCS, so the society, not the news broadcasting, um, quote unquote, this film shows what is almost certainly a large cat-like animal. The only thing I could find again was, uh, or not behind a paywall, was the still, which I included in the notes. Uh, Rooker described the animal as black in appearance with a flat face. That could be anything. And then he immediately <laughs> pulled out his potato camera. <laughs> and took a great picture for us. Seriously, know, like, what did they do to that film? <laughs> it's fucked. Yeah, I'm like, it looks more like one of those, like, big, high-pedigree hunting dogs to me, or um, two drunk frat boys in a fucked-up llama costume <laughs> was my initial impression. <laughs> so You're right, though. It does kind of look like a greyhound with those back legs. Yeah. Now that you say greyhound, it does kind of look like that. Though, I don't know, I mean... Like maybe, Again, you can't really tell anything from this photo. It's really hard to tell. I mean, I will say this is probably like out of all the cases that I've seen, like for our outline at least, uh, this probably does look like the most like one. I guess. But again, but again, like we don't have any reference for yeah, like where how tall this is this thing grass? Is. It's just a yellow blob. Well, see, like I think this is a bush in front of us, but we don't know how far away that is. So it's almost impossible to tell. Again, it's like the Mothman thing all over again. And again, we'll put this in the newsletter so you can see what we're talking about. But yeah. What the fuck is that? Nothing. Or something or everything. It does. I mean, it does, to be fair, kind of look like a big cat if you squint. But it has four legs and a tail. You're, you're it's right. It's a large mammal. That... We don't know it doesn't lay eggs. True. That's a whole nother cryptid. <laughs> All right. Speaking of holding the cryptids, uh, moving on to this weird thing that I found that is consistently, it's like lumped in with the, the alien big cats, but this sounds more like, like a Sasquatch kind of thing. Um, so it's called the Fisker, Fiskerton Phantom, and it was found in Fiskerton, Lincolnshire. I wouldn't say found, it's sighted, wouldn't find shit. But this one's really weird because it was described as something like a bear gorilla cat thing. Um, cat squatch is my takeaway from this, but it's described as something that's about four feet tall, um, abnormally large appendages, cat-like ears, and huge eyes, um, which people speculated make it nocturnal because it has big eyes. 
Um, this was first cited in 1997, but the most recent one was in 2011. I guess, to be fair, bears, big cats, and apes are all non-native to the British Isles, so either way, this is very strange to find out there. <laughs> there is like a, I think it's a cartoon character, or maybe a video game character that is based off of this, called Fiskerton. I don't know how similar it is drawn to that, but it just... It's the only thing that pops up when you look up the Fiskerton Phantom is this picture of this cartoon. So yeah, that's all I've got for that one. It was cited by a bunch of teenage teenage girls. So right after Harry Potter came out, maybe it's got a relevance. Who knows? <laughs> but I liked this one just because it is not just a panther. I mean, it's weird. It, 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 to be fair, like it actually kind of sounds like, especially if you're talking about like teenagers who don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, it kind of sounds like a big cat that stood up, like on its hind legs. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see that, which means that this could be credible in a weird way. But yeah, I feel like cats when they stand up look more like lemurs or meerkats, um, and like bears and gorillas are very shoulder heavy kind of have that like inverted triangle shape and cats that's, are more like that's the thing is this noodles with apparently only looked like a cat like on the head part but the body was very bear like so it was definitely like like you're saying like more shoulder shouldery or thick. or doesn't say what, what time of day did they see it i because if it was darker it could have been like in the shadows too which can make it look bigger so and also again teenagers Take it with a grain of salt. So. I thought it was funny that like some of the, the information on this was like, yeah, this was right after Harry Potter came out. And I was like, okay. I mean, those devil-worshipping teenagers after they w- read Harry Potter went in the woods and summoned up a demon? I don't the remember half- there being a cat squatch in Harry Potter. <laughs> it's clearly half bear gorilla, half cat. Or half gorilla, cat, half bear. I don't- yeah. Or it could have just been a very hairy man wearing some of those cat ears. Mm-hmm. Very. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, I was just talking about a guy wearing cat ears. Maybe he's on his own property, minding his own business. In my mind, he's definitely dancing. (laughs) I just ran away too soon to realize. (laughs) I missed a show. (laughs) Anyway, on to the next one that we have here. This one is the Surrey Puma. Yeah. They cited it on the border of Surrey and Hampshire. And the first sighting was actually back in 1959, but it was most active in the 60s. And then sightings sporadically continued until the 80s. Um, This one was a black puma. And it was actually, there were a lot of sightings and stories written down. It was reported to the police often. The Godalming police station actually kept a massive paw print cast that they had supposedly found on display. But they say that the London Zoo confirmed this was a puma, but it is so large that it would be like a completely oversized puma even. Like it's a big, big cat. (laughs) And nobody ever really like cross-referenced that that I could find now. I guess it is like a puma print, just large. And then in 1984, they had hair samples taken um, near one of the sightings at Pease Lake. I feel like it's not pronounced that way, but that's how it's spelled. And it was actually identified as a puma. So they found puma hair out there and they have what's supposedly a puma print. But yeah, that's, that, I mean, that's more evidence than a lot of these sightings have. 
Yeah, I mean, I think definitely like one thing that like we're talking about a lot of the ones where like people know what they are or whatever, but I mean, there are a lot of ones that are confusing because they find like actual like cougar hair or something like that. Uh, it doesn't mean that there was one there, but that means that there's a good chance there's at least one running around in some of these time frames. And again, yeah. like this was another situation where they checked with the zoo nearby and there were no reported escapes. So. Yeah, there's another beast. This one's the beast of Exmoor, sighted around the fields of Exmoor in Devon and Somerset. And this one started in the 1970s. It was uh, described as maybe a puma or a black panther. And then the most notable story was in the 80s, in 1983, when a farmer claimed to have lost over 100 sheep in three months. That's a lot of fucking sheep. And all of them were apparently killed by violent throat injuries, which is, I mean, how cats hunt. They go for the neck. Sounds like a vampire trying to quit humans. Or the chupacabra. Yeah, or out there. <laughs> satanic panic taking to a whole new level. Satanic cat panic. And then this next one is one of my favorites called the Shooter's Hill Cheetah. This is the first and only cheetah that I saw looking for alien big cat sightings. And it was like this big local craze that happened. They had an actual like manhunt for this animal in the middle of the day. And it was on the 18th of July, specifically in 1963. This guy named David Beck was driving through Shooter's Hill in Southeast London he saw a large animal lying on the side of the road and he assumed it was a dog, but when he walked up to it, he realized it was a large cat with a long upward curling tail. And then it like ran off at breakneck speed into the woods. And so he reported it to the police and the same night, uh, police officers were actually, they actually saw a large golden animal jump over their patrol car. And when they checked the zoos and circuses, nothing had escaped. And so after both of these sightings, local government and police all like set out on this manhunt. And there were people apparently armed with hockey sticks <laughs> going after a cheetah. 60s were quite a time. Hockey sticks, baseball they... bats, and then like the occasional gun, but it was mostly hockey sticks. Did nobody think to bring like string or a cardboard box? I don't understand the hockey sticks. <laughs> Can of tuna, come on. Can of tuna, Something sharp edge, back, multi-purpose. A weak stick. Bring a table, put a glass on the edge of it. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Make eye contact. I don't, I don't, I cannot imagine though, like being that like crazy that you go out there with like a hockey stick or a bat to fight a cheetah. Like, what do you think you're going to do? Right? It's I, a cheetah. I'd it's be afraid to bring a gun enemies. to go after a cheetah. I'd be afraid to go after the cheetah in the first place. She would fuck you up before you even realize it was there. Yeah, exactly. That's that doesn't sound like fun. I love that one. That one's amazing. Yeah, cheetahs can run at eighty miles per hour, and that's estimated. Yeah, you're so, dead, buddy. Yeah, good luck. Good luck but, swinging a bat that fast. But I mean, they they don't. They're sprinters. They're in distance, so they'll hit eighty miles an hour to catch something, and then like dial back. Yeah, take a couple like a guy with a hockey stick. You're right. So if you see it coming, you at least have half a second to judge when you need to <laughs> swing. Like you're playing baseball and you just have to hope that this streamlined creature doesn't get to you. So we are in the UK. Play cricket, not baseball. Let it be known. Okay. Cricket then. <laughs> cricket bat, regardless. <laughs> she not was like, good cheetah killing material. <laughs> Cool, something to sharpen my claws on. Well, cricket that. Scritch, scritch. Anyway, 
let's let's talk about our final story here and then we'll get into what the theories are about how all this works who maybe let these things out or what where they come dimensional from. portal they might come from uh anyway so in plymouth uh in southwestern england uh I'll just go ahead and read this. This came from Mental Floss this little bit here. Uh, in July 2015, Carol DeForge spotted a large, weird creature prowling around the lawn near her home. Uh, she weird. apparently... She used weird? Weird. Uh, like, rude. <laughs> yeah, rude. it makes it weird. She didn't say just, it was ugly. She just said it was strange. Okay? She just said it was weird. She's a little weird. But anyway, she says... She didn't take a picture. Because, of course, she didn't. Oh, and, really? Uh, Why? Yeah, surprise. Surprise. I didn't take a picture. Uh, anyway, uh, she said that I, she said I originally thought it was a fox. That's what she thought. And then uh, shortly, like, uh, literally within, like, the same time frame, like, just a minute or so, she was like, no, it's a jaguar. Because, you know, when you see such a, a small animal, and then you're like, wait, no, that was bigger than I saw it as. I think her, like her witness whole story here is I think a great example of how unreliable witness testimony is though, because the moment, even for like half a minute, you're thinking back to what you saw, you're just like blowing that up in your head because to go from a Fox to a Jaguar, like I put here, it's like going from a Finch to an Eagle. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's such a weird jump, but apparently she saw it. It ran away. And she didn't get scared the life out of her. She didn't get a picture. This was in 2015. You know, she probably got a picture and her thumb was over most of the shot. So she got like the tree line above her thumb. In summation, okay, boomer. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she got a picture and it was a fox and she deleted it. She didn't believe the picture. <laughs> I'd also believe that happened, yeah, too. Yeah, it later, like, when she went on the wine wore off, and she was like, God damn it. <laughs> and her little house cat was in the corner. She's like, uh, mittens. <laughs> Get out of the frame. Anyway, those are the only witness testimonies ever for big cats. I'm just kidding. There's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of them, literally, in some places, thousands a year for which the is, last couple decades. Which is so, why this is so, like... This is such a big cryptid. Yeah. Even though like this animal exists in other parts of the country, it's been said that there is no possible way for large cats to exist in the UK or Australia or even like some other places. I cannot remember, but yeah. more countries, Hawaii. There's, a, there's also another documentary and I think it hasn't been released yet, but I was looking, uh, I was reading about this one woman who studies big cats and she she spent the last few years studying them. I don't know what her actual credentials are other than just she's kind of spent a lot of time looking for them and she kind of knows what to look for, it seems like. But she thinks that there is absolutely a large breeding population in the UK. Mm, but I came across that article too. Yeah, she's like the top UK big cat expert or something. Right, and I don't know when her documentaries come out or if it already has. I couldn't find it if it has. Uh, but apparently she legitimately thinks that there is a big breeding population and we don't have this in our island. So I want to go over it real quick. Just that there are outside of witness sightings there, there is evidence of big cats, including some kills like one sheep that was killed uh, specifically was supposedly mauled from 
like behind with two claws grabbing over the body and a bite to the neck, which is very much what a big cat would do. So there are kills that look very much like a big cat, but it's hard to know without actually seeing the evidence. There's, there's other evidence like people finding, uh, like people finding cat feces in different areas among like, like wooded areas. Uh, there's a couple of kills where it's like certain parts of the body are eaten away, which is exactly what a cat would do, but there's no other animal in the area that would do that necessarily. So there is actual evidence. It's just, it's hard to separate the, like the crap from the reality. Like it's difficult to figure out which is which. Uh, and then there's like, there's one in the documentary we watched one of my, one of my favorite cases in that one, these two guys who hunt for, uh, big cats, they, in the UK, they've spent years, they claim that they're definitely there, even though they haven't actually personally seen one there. And they claim to have found a, uh, Is this the boar? Yes. They claim to have found a boar that was ripped open, completely mauled on the inside. Like the cat, like put everything in a bag and took the organs with it because there's like nothing there. It's almost like what we see with like cow mutilations here. Uh, but the boar was perfectly cut open and there was feces found right next to it from the cat. However, when that was looked at by an expert on big cats, he said that a lot of it didn't make sense. Like the perfect cut, uh, the fact that there was even any scat next to it because they apparently cats will not go to the bathroom by their kills. They go like he said, even like they'll go like a hundred meters away. Like they will go a good distance and build like a trench and leave. They're and basically they're just, yeah, like exactly. Cats. But he also <laughs> said that if they had actually found something that was fresh off of a kill, then it should have. You also forgot the, the te- teeth marks in the neck. Oh the yeah. Well, yeah. Bites. Um, yeah. But they were, I think he described it as like stabbing an ice pick into already dead skin. Yeah. Because normally if you sink teeth into skin that is alive, it will constrict back. Like it'll be cut, but it won't be like a huge gaping hole unless you rip some skin out. Yeah. But these were like huge gaping holes in the side of the neck where they could like stick a stick in. That's what they were doing is they were trying to show how deep it was. Right. And... But then he said, like, that's not how that works either. <laughs> right. But back to the scat thing, he said that if they had actually found real scat, it wouldn't have been, like, perfectly, like, bald like it was. Like, it looked like just, like, a normal, like, what you'd find from a cat. Yeah, pre-warning, but this is the would, gross part. Yeah, this is the gross part. Pre-warning, skip, like, 15 seconds ahead. It would have been, like, basically liquid black. So it wouldn't have been normal at all. Just basically tarry diarrhea is how he described it. So, but that's not what they found. They found perfect big cat feces, a perfectly fresh killed boar missing its organs minus like what looked like a kidney or a liver or something like that. Wait, so just because I'm a little confused. Um, so they're saying that it would be like not normal, healthy cat so turds because so, like otherwise a cat would have taken the time to leave and dispose of their turds properly he's saying either way they would leave and dispose properly but he said that right after they eat for some reason it's almost always like black diarrhea that they have so he was saying even if it did for some reason shit next to his, its kill it wouldn't have been a normal poop <laughs> right yeah huh. 
So yeah, really weird from a cat way, expert. Either way, it doesn't make any sense. It's such a, it's one of those uh, things where it's like you have to be a cat expert to know that kind of like weird detail. But uh -huh. yeah, these guys also made some claims though, like park rangers are covering it up for the government. And again, we're talking about the UK government this time, not the American government, a little different on this one. But, uh, and he said that he has, like he's been in the business for, I think he said like three decades or something like that. Like no, like researching big cats and that he's never actually himself come across a naturally dead cat in the wild. So he doubts that anyone even finds naturally dead cats because they find isolated areas to go die in and it's nearly impossible to ever find them. So, so yeah, there, so, but there is evidence there it is out there, but it's so difficult to sort through and it's, it's different with every case. And sometimes it's like a little bit of fur that seems suspicious. Like did someone drop it there or what? But yeah, I mean, that's, that's all the like evidence things that are out there. Let's go into the theories. What are the theories? Yeah, there's actually a lot of theories. Um, there's kind of the obvious one that's like, these are just escaped captive cats from a circus or a zoo or illegal uh, pets that were brought in from outside the country. Um, although the problem with this is usually when a sighting is reported, they check local zoos and sometimes circuses for escapes, and most of the time there aren't any. Um, obviously, if they say, yeah, my cougar escaped, that's him, then that's solved. So, <laughs> But it also doesn't account for what people claim are like a sustaining actual breeding population. Like they never seem to see like a bunch of kittens with another cat or multiple at one time. It's like just one large cat. So it doesn't really account for the idea for this to actually work. It, it would need to be breeding and creating a population, but there's no evidence of that. And every recorded escape has been caught. <laughs> yeah, they've either been caught or killed regardless uh, every single time. So, but again, though, I, I will be fair. Like if I lost, say, a mountain lion in the UK that I had brought over and people were now searching for it because it's murdered a bunch of livestock, I would probably shrug my shoulders and say, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So also it sounds like the UK has pretty involved, um, like exotic animal, like domestic exotic animal laws. So like if you brought, if you bought a big cat illegally and then it got out, like nobody's claiming that, like they'd be all like, I don't know how this cougar yeah. got here. That is one thing I forgot to look up. Um, they do have a law that was enacted um, in 1976. Yeah, where you couldn't have big cats as pets, right? Mm -hmm. Or like there were very, very few exceptions to that. But in general, yeah, no big cats. Yeah, yeah you have seeing, to have a license for it. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing something where like specifically a lot of links were let out, which is why in like Scotland, I think there are like a lot of links actually living there. And it's because a lot of them were just let out when it was made illegal to own them. Yeah. So that's another theory is maybe they're there because when that law was enacted, people were just like, well, peace. Yeah, there was a specific type of lynx. It was like the, uh, the European lynx or something like that, or Eurasian lynx, something like that. Uh, but it, there was one actually found it was dead. And the picture, I mean, there's no doubt it was legitimately a lynx. And it's not supposed to be where it was in the UK. But it, I mean, the chances of it possibly traveling or being brought over and being let out, I mean, like there is a chance that one strayed over. 
which would not be surprising. But again, we're still like, we're talking about a links. We're not talking about the level of cat that we're seeing with like Panthers and Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's pretty same. obvious when it's a links. Yeah. <laughs> so surviving ice age fauna is another, uh, pretty common theory. Basically leopards, scimitar toothed cats, lions and lynxes dating back to the ice age, um, had been found in the British Isles, but most of these critters died out like thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. They died out with the big sloths and the other big critters that they ate. So I guess they were hiding somewhere, is this theory? I don't think it holds much water, but I don't know. Kind of fun in the Sid the Sloth kind of way. I mean, I think that's, I mean, I think it's a fun one. It's similar to the Loch Ness Monster, again. Like, it's that kind mm -hmm. of thing where mm -hmm. it's like, it's something that survived over. Though, I mean, in the UK, there's been so, like, such a widespread population for so long. I cannot imagine it'd be easy for one to survive or for, like, a small group of them to survive. Mm -hmm. It just, it just seems unlikely. But, I mean, I do like the idea of it. Yeah. But... It does seem unlikely. Maybe they're living underground. Well, and there was that like 4,000-year-old shark that was found a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And she was like just chilling at the bottom of the ocean. As you do. <laughs> I mean, there's not much else to do when you're that old. She was just like, oh, get out of my ocean. Just let me be ancient. She's going to go live with the octogenarians in like grandpa land or whatever it was. Grandpa, I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, the next theory is, you know, the theory that comes with every conspiracy theory. The government is hiding them from us, okay? For some reason, the government really cares that there would be big cats in any of these places. So the claim is that some sort of secret government cleanup crew is going around and taking the evidence of these cats in some kind of secret van. I imagine this is basically like the Men in Black kind of just napping these cat bodies. Or um, even better, there is an idea that there are government agents that double as hunters that are seeking out all of these big cats and shooting them and then burying the evidence. I, for some reason, my brain thought you were gonna say there's government agents that double as cats. Just... <laughs> They're cat agents. They really know how to find these things. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. And in my mind, the uh, cleanup crew is actually them having giant litter boxes and being like literally scooping. Makes sense to me. I mean, I don't see what's wrong with that. Yeah, I'm like, those are big turds. Like, that takes yeah. a lot of work to scoop those. Someone's got to clean it up. But basically, this is like your generic answer to <laughs> like, why is there no ev evidence? And it's because it's a cover-up is the answer. Why can't you Obviously. find anything? Somebody's hiding it from you. Okay. <laughs> um, obviously, a lot of these are also just bad witness testimonies. What? I had no idea. Let's look at those yeah. pixelated-ass photos again. Uh, yeah. yeah again, I can just, I'll like, make an entire page that you may already be looking at as you're listening to this of just these terrible cat photos. So I still think the funniest one for, in terms of witnesses are the witnesses that were correct with the dingo. They just didn't think it was a dingo, which But why would you not think it's a dingo? Because it's eight feet. I guess, but it's there's dingoes huge. there. It's It's like if you saw like an eight foot goldfish, you'd say shark because you wouldn't see an eight foot goldfish. I don't know how that big scale's goldfish. a little different there, bud. I, I, maybe. How big does a goldfish get? Pretty sure they can get pretty fucking big. They can, really. Nice. You better yeah. think they grow. Nice. Largest size goldfish. 
Uh, 18.7 inches. It's pretty good sized goldfish. So, <clears throat> speaking of house cats, um, I was curious how big house cats got. So, Maine Coon cats, which are the largest domestic breed of cat, uh, the males, which are typically larger than the females, are usually, my notes say can are usually, uh, 15 to 25 pounds. And so that's, that's a big boy. Um, and they are 10 to 16 inches tall. That's like foot to foot and a half, give or take. Um, and then approximately 40 inches long. So in conclusion, Diskitty Lorge. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, I mean, they do get pretty big. If you've never seen one in person, like, it, they are startlingly big. I mean, they're mm -hmm. huge creatures. And then Which, actually, fluffy. a lot of these sightings said they were three to five feet, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and, like, this is a pretty cat, common cat breed. Um, they're also fluffy. They're typically, like, a long-haired cat. Mm -hmm. um, and they're very vocal. So, like, mm -hmm. Cats of all sizes scream and yowl and chatter and make all kinds of sounds. So, yeah, I I will say though, if you've ever seen either one like of this or like a Maine Coon or like one of those large cats and a mountain lion, there is a significant difference between oh, really? the two of them. So, <laughs> oh my God, tell me more. Well, first of all, the long hair. <laughs> yes, first of all, the long hair. Mountain lions are known for their long hair. One likes belly rubs. The other one would like to murder you. Uh, we don't know if mountain lions like belly rubs. They might like belly rubs, but yeah, they're too maybe. angry to get them. I'm not going to find out. If you'd like to take one for the team and uh, find out. Yeah. My I legs still get you, weak just thinking about seeing one in real life in a forest still makes me anxious. So, I'm glad you're seated. I'm glad that I am alive, but... Yeah, there's definitely a difference. Like, I don't really see how they would get misidentified. It would be tough, I think. They're not usually a solid color, though, are they, Maine Coons? Mm -mm. They're usually, like, multicolored. What if you shave one, though? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, these uh, very large boys are uh, looking a little angry in these pictures, but, you know, yeah. uh, with that whole size issue we discussed earlier um somebody could make that mistake yeah I yeah guess. again if you if you make that mistake like put on your glasses or just think about it for a minute like really <laughs> consider it i mean for just a moment if you think about it these people don't see large cats because they're not there well, that's what I was so maybe about, they're like yeah. oh my god that is a huge cat that's got to be like a puma but in reality like they don't see them often. I mean, we don't either, but like we know mm -hmm. they're around. We know what they look like. We know how big they are. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, chonky boy from down the street. Clearly puma. a puma. Or like IDK, fox, puma, same thing. Because foxes are cats. Duh. Floofy tails, cute noses. Yeah. So I actually found a pretty good explanation for maybe why they could be there in Australia. Mm -hmm. And maybe it was the U.S. military fucking ruining shit like we always do. Damn you, colonialism! <laughs> so specifically, the Gippsland phantom cat that we talked about earlier may be able to be traced back to pumas that were let loose by the United States military who were based in Victoria during World War II. And they had a pair of pumas or some other kind of large cat that were used as mascots 
And then just at the end of the war, they think that they were just released into the wild because we're not going to bring them home with them. What I read is that there was no record of them coming back. Yeah. Which means they just let them go. Because, like, what else would happen to them? They're either dead or somewhere in the wild. I mean, that could at least create, like, two generations of cats that yeah, are in the wild. because it was a male and a female. So, so if they bred, then yeah. there could be some more. And that could, I mean, that would at least last maybe anywhere from like probably 20, 30 years. Cats usually have about an average lifespan, even big cats up to about 17 years at max. So that's like what I was saying with Australia is there's a lot more open, unexplored land in Australia than there is in the British Isles. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that one was a really interesting one. Why the fuck does the military need mascots? Because we're fucking America and apparently we need mascots. (laughs) This isn't football or football. It's war. Um, I think that's kind of the end of our, you know, terrestrial theories here. (laughs) Moving on, I found one that's sort of relevant, but not very relevant, but it's relevant. Uh, Cats are alien spies, okay? Um, This is a whole other theory in itself, so I'm going to make this brief. The idea basically is that there's no record of cats before Egyptians. Um, You can connect a lot of theories with ancient Egyptian culture to aliens. We're just gonna, we're just gonna do the saber tooth sin like that, huh? Yep, so basically like they're they alien exist. spies. And aliens like wearing a little cat suit, kind of like Men oh in Black, God. where the alien, the big, big ass cockroach is like wearing an Edgar suit. So they're, they're here in the UK because they're spying on us and they're doing it a lot better in the UK and in Australia by being sneakier because cats are just alien spies. I think if anything, if cats were ever alien spies, they forgot a long time ago yeah, as they messed right up their mission. So playing with this extraterrestrial type of theory, uh, one of my favorite things that I've heard is that cats are extra dimensional beings. I Or that the fandom cats are specifically. That's that's Wait. the specifics here. Oh, phantom. Phantom. You said fandom. Oh, I heard, yeah, I heard fandom. And I was fandom, like... Fandom, that's phantom. Different. That's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> If you see any cosplaying cats, call your local authorities. Uh, anyway, the extra dimensional theory came from the documentary we watched. Uh, I really, we'll have to link it on our page or something. So you guys oh, can watch that it one chick. Want. Yes. <laughs> Love it. So she sees a story in the paper. And in that story, it talks about how a dog was attacked by possibly a big cat, right? Which I think house cat, they think cougar, whatever. Same thing, right? But it's a puma. Puma. Yes, it's a puma. But either way, this this lady sees that this dog was attacked, and her first thought is that these phantom cats are not actually of this world at all. They are instead creatures that have one foot in another dimension and one foot in ours, and they are actually going to show us the portal, and they kind of are the portal into their dimension. So they're kind of opening up and broadening our world. They haven't quite yet, it seems. They've so far attacked a dog. So that's about as far as we've gotten. They've killed a lot of livestock, attacked a dog. Again, if they showed up with a mission, they might have forgotten it a little while ago. Uh, Gotten a bit distracted, as cats do. But yeah, I I really like the idea that the phantom cats, phantom cats specifically, are just extra-dimensional beings that are basically taking the form of a cat. So yeah. So if you see one, walk up to it and say hello, because it's going to open up a portal. Just kidding. Don't do that. I did not recommend that you do that. If you do, Murder send mitten. us the video. Don't, if you do, do a live video, because you won't be able to send the video, because of the murder <laughs> mittens. 
Right. Also, so. if you go through the porter, portal, the Wi-Fi and cell data, it's real shitty. Oh, Reception. No. I, bet it's, I bet it's good because I bet the government's already there. Oh. So. They're on 6G. Anyway, those, those are all of... That's about it. Those are the main theories. I'm not going to say all of them because who knows how many there are. Uh, I'm sure there's more. But those are the main theories for how or why these big phantom cats exist in places they're not supposed to. Uh, it's hard to say which one's real. They're so grounded, all of them. But yeah. I, they, we sort of touched on this, but all of these things really like bring me back to our Mothman episode when we talked about the experiments they did with testing how credible witnesses are with like telling you how large something is from a certain distance away. And basically what they found out is that everybody is terrible at it. They like had cutouts of like the alleged size of Mothman and they'd put it like 10 feet, 20 feet, 30 feet away from the road and have people just drive by it. And they were wrong every time. They always over-exaggerate, exaggerate. Also, if um, you have somebody, they've done experiments um, where basically they'll have somebody in a room with other people and they're like, oh, like, are these two lines the same length or something? And if the people around them are saying that they are the same length and they're really obviously not, then the, you know, experimentee will be like, oh, I guess I'm missing something and like give in to that casual peer pressure. Yeah. Yeah. So humans are not reliable <laughs> no like and also uh quit doing things because other people tell you to people those experiments are weird to me because like why if you know something's so obviously wrong don't don't just say it's right um crippling self-doubt obviously yeah so it's pretty clear that like i've at least for me i feel like a lot of these are just that's kind of a large house cat puma yeah <laughs> To, to dig further into this, uh, the Australian government funded a study uh, a couple years ago. This, this is something that was both ridiculed by some people, praised by others, because it was the Australian government taking the big cat problem seriously. Some people said that it's a joke and they shouldn't be taking it seriously. However, Australia said that we have tons of farmers that are claiming their livestock are dying. So we need an answer to why they're claiming this could be a reason. We need to investigate every aspect of it. But after funding the independent study, they said, quote, uh, they found a lack of any formal evidence strongly suggested uh, there was no wild population of cats. So the Australian government funded a study. They did it for years. They found nothing. However, what they also did add on with is that there are a few cases where the evidence cannot be doubted. So that there is definitely evidence that or like that the evidence itself is of a big cat, maybe but that it doesn't prove that there was an actual big cat there is the issue. So they don't think that there is a wild population of cats. At the most, there might be one or two that have run around at any given time, but it's very, very unlikely that there is a huge population of cats, which is probably good for the Australian government. I think they have enough animals to deal with, including, what was it, the emus who won a war. So yeah, yeah. And then there's also just a final touch note. We talked about the BBC or the yeah the BBCS, uh, Don't the, the S, British things. Big Cat Society. And while there is this legitimate society that does research big cats in the UK, I want to point out their mission statement, which is the British Big Cat Society was set up to scientifically identify, quantify, catalog, 
and protect the big cats that freely roam the British countryside. So they're operating on the belief that big cats are definitely there. They believe 100% that there is a wild population. When you have that as your main base stance, you are already biased. So it's hard to believe a lot of what they say. And I will say they at least admit that some things are hoaxes, but the only ones I saw that they admit are hoaxes, at least according to their website, are ones that were proven by other people. So they don't outright try and prove a hoax. So they are there. They do research. If they ever find one, they can feel free to smack me in the face. But for the moment, I think they're a little biased. I am shocked that they are biased. Shocked. I know. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But anyway, let's, that, that's everything we have. Let's, let's see, like, what do you, what do you believe? What, what do you guys believe? What we got? Either one, either or. Cool. Um, I think the most, there are two of the most plausible explanations for me is um, we know that the big cat black market is still like a big thing. People are constantly getting tigers and probably cougars and other large cats as pets and then they realize oh my god this thing is huge and takes a lot of food and is very dangerous and i can't just sell this back because i bought it on the black market so i'm just gonna let it out so i'm sure that happens occasionally and they don't survive very long in a wilderness that they're not native to (laughs) so that's probably one thing for the thing for the sightings that are like really credible or really reliable. Um, otherwise, most of those pictures are just house cats, like kind of big chunky boys or just cats far away. Um, one of the videos we saw was of a drone shot of what was supposedly like a black panther, but it was just a cat on the side of a road. But because like the drone was like overhead it sort of makes it look like a panther, but not really. Um, Anyway, that's my school of thought. It's cats. Y'all know what you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Chelsea. (laughs) Okay. Um, So these aren't cryptids. They're all, they're either... um, uh, what's it called? Holdouts from Ice Age fauna. I don't think that's totally implausible. It's unlikely, but I feel like that's the most realistic one. Or like, I'm with Allie. Wildly misjudged house cats. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would like to propose to the BBCS that they take some very large cardboard boxes out into these uh, ABC hotspots and leave them there. Because if there are cats, they will come. And they'll take naps in them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. They'll take their big old murder mittens and make a little murder mitten house and take a little nap on their murder mittens and it'll be adorable. And then you got your evidence. Well, that's that's the thing that I was thinking about too is like a lot of, like if you you had a, a big cat living out there, you would find evidence. It's going to shit, it's going to eat, it's going to leave trails of things. Just because you don't find a dead body doesn't mean that it's, I don't, I, like, I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. I'm like, where's, <laughs> where's the Miyazaki film where a phantom big cat befriends 
an elderly hermit and starts bringing them dead things and leaving them on their doorstep. Yeah, there you go. Make it like based that. in the UK. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Cam, what do you think? <laughs> so, I mean, I think there's a good chance that there's, obviously at some point there's been cats running around. I don't think every single witness testimony is a lie or misidentified. I think there's a good chance that a big cat's been found roaming around at some point in time. However, most of the ones I've heard, and it, I mean, like we met, we touched on the witness stories. We touched on them. I read tons more. I chose not to include them because we already have a nine page outline, but I, out of all the ones I've seen, I definitely think at some point in time, there was probably one that escaped, probably from an owner. Like, I, I like to give this example uh, for um, for America, and not for big cats, but one thing you hear about a lot is uh, primates escaping from people's ownership. And that happens all the time. There have, I mean, there were like three or four cases in 2019 of pet monkeys that people were not supposed to own escaping from where they're contained. I remember reading about a story from like early 1900s that supposedly happened where uh, a circus ape stole someone's like vehicle or something like that because it was trained to drive a car. So it took a car when it escaped and just kind of <laughs> meandered down a highway apparently. Oh I remember reading that story a while ago. Uh, I don't remember exactly where it happened or when, but the things like that do happen. And I think this is probably that case. However, I don't think the main issue here, I don't think that there is a breeding population of cats. So I don't think that there is an actual colony of cats in Australia or in the UK, uh, other than tiny ones and like the Scottish wildcat that does exist but it's not this type of it's thing. It's not a giant animal. So There's only little wee things with nubby tails. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty simple. I think cats have probably escaped ownership at some point in time. The Scottish cats, the Scottish wildcats, they just look like fluffy and like a little bit ragged and angry all the time. Yeah, I know. I yeah. love them so much. <gasps> there was like a preview for a, a documentary about the Scottish wildcat on what, Netflix? Yeah. And so every time you scroll past it, it goes, the Scottish wildcat. And then they just show these scruffy little maniacs out there. And I'm sure it was just like, <laughs> sorry, that's <laughs> like, let me pantomime something for a podcast. Don't worry. Everyone loved it. They all, they all saw it. It was great. It was, it was Let's put this out of the recorded video and just kind of place it. <laughs> oh, good. Because I'm doing my interpretive dance rendition of this entire podcast next. Oh, Buckle up. Yes, special. Uh, yeah, that, that documentary, in case anyone wants to check it out, is by, uh, it, it is narrated by, is it Ian Glenn or Ian Glenn? It's spelled I-A-I-N, Glenn. Anyway, he was in Game of Thrones. He plays Bruce Wayne in the Teen Titans show. Uh, oh, like that. Yeah, you've yeah. seen him and stuff. But he narrates it, and I've never watched it, but I've watched the preview multiple times, and it's a good way just to chill out for a second before you watch something else. <laughs> not quite a movie recommendation preview recommendation did you finish your what you think who knows anyway let us know what you think let us know if you think that these are aliens uh other dimensional creatures that come here just to attack small dogs if you think that the cats are hiding underground 
Are they pretending to be humans? Are they secretly working with the government to steal your livestock? What's going on? Let us know. Let us know if you live in the UK and you've seen one. Let us know if you live in Australia and you've seen one. Let us know if you live in Hawaii and how often you see the tiny nubby tail cats. Are they constantly around? That's all I've got for you. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Good. Uh, we've got social medias. We do indeed. You can follow us on the Facebook, the Twitters, and the Instagrams. And also, as we've mentioned throughout this, we have a newsletter for your viewing pleasure since this is an audio podcast and we cannot show you pictures while we're doing this. We will put as many bad grainy photos of cats that we found doing this into the newsletter so you can tell us which one is the worst. I, I would like to say we are we are going to put up grainy photos of possibly phantom cats, not just of cats. Oh, yes. Just in case. You know, the cats we talked about. Cats. Yeah. And also we have a Goodreads. I don't know if there is a book about this. I did not find one, but I will see if there is one. Uh, Chelsea is nodding yes. So I came across, or, there I am. I came across one um, when I was searching for that JSTOR article. Um, so it does exist. Sweet. I don't know the quality or content. That's okay. Or this is a conspiracy podcast. You read the things off of our Goodreads with a grain of salt. There is so a children's help. book called The Case of the Phantom Cat, The Mysteries of Maisie Hitchens mm. by Holly Webb. Cool. So. You can find that and anything else on our Goodreads and you find us on the interwebs. Yeah, I've been Cameron. I am also Allie. And I'm Chelsea. Yes, and Allie is not also Allie, she's just Allie. Well, according also, to this fucking for... Zoom meeting, I am also Allie. <laughs> and I'm Allie Cat. Uh, for everyone else at Conspiracy Say What, uh, all of our other hosts, thank you so much for listening and let us know what you think. Remember to always stay stitious and to put a cardboard box outside of your door and get yourself a phantom cat. Yay!